0: I want to welcome you to the Engineer Your Success podcast. My name is Dr. James Bryan, your host for this show, and it is my pleasure to have you here with me today. The purpose of this podcast is to provide tools, tips, and techniques to help you achieve success both in business and in life. It is my pleasure to help you on your journey to engineer your success so that you can win at work and at home. Welcome to today's show. We're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about productivity uh, concepts. Last week, we talked about mental fitness leading up to that episode. We have been talking about ways in which you can prepare for success in this new year. And one of the things that comes up is how to continue to improve and increase personal productivity, personal and professional productivity. So that's one of the topics that we're going to talk about today. We're going to introduce a few myths about productivity and then provide three proven strategies to help improve your productivity, both at work and at home. Before we get into today's show, I want to extend a personal invitation for you to come to the next Success on Ramp, which is going to be on January 24th at 6 p.m. We're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. So what is Imposter syndrome. So are you an engineer who is constantly worrying about feeling like a fraud, whether that's at work or at home? Are there feelings of self-doubt or constant thought of, am I good enough? Because if you are having that thought constantly or even intermittently, it may be ruining your ability to experience happiness and success. If that sounds like you, you may be dealing with imposter syndrome. And people may think that engineers or people with a science, technology, engineering, and math background don't suffer from those types of thoughts. Well, let me tell you something. Let's lean in. Engineers are people. So if people deal with imposter syndrome, engineers do as well. So I invite you to join me for this next successful ramp at 6 p.m. Eastern time, where we're gonna talk about overcoming imposter syndrome. You do not have to do this alone. Register for the session and get strategies that can help you succeed and engineer your success, sign up now. There is a link that is included in the show notes. Now let's get into today's episode. So are you finding it difficult to be productive and successful despite your best efforts? You know, one of the things you may be hindered with are the misconceptions about productivity that have been widely accepted as facts. So common myths regarding productivity, can prevent us from obtaining the effectiveness that we desire both in our lives and at work. In our pursuit of success, we often hear about the importance of multitasking, working long hours, managing the deadlines. However, we often don't hear about the dark side of these productivity techniques or strategies and how they can be damaging to our personal and professional growth. We all want to manage our time effectively. At least we say we do or we think we do. But sometimes it can be hard to know what strategies will actually make a difference for. So in this week's podcast episode, we're gonna look at three proven strategies for improving personal and professional productivity. And another way to put this, and I mentioned this earlier, three proven productivity boosted strategies to help you win at work and at home. So before we go any further into this, we're gonna talk about what are some of the common productivity myths? Myth number one, being busy is the same as being productive. That is absolutely false. In our ever faster moving world, it can be easy to equate busyness with productivity. However, being busy and being productive are two totally different things. And recognizing the difference between the two is key to efficiently using our time and our energy. So being busy is often a response to a sense of having way too much to do. It's characterized by a frenetic schedule of tasks that don't necessarily lead toward to any particular end goal or outcome. We become so focused on the immediate demands, the things that are in front of us that we forget about the larger picture and lose sight of what's most important for achieving our desired results. Productivity, on the other hand, involves focusing on tasks that add value toward completing your long-term objectives or goals, whether these goals are personal or professional. Myth one, being busy is the same as being productive. That is absolutely false. There is room for when you have lots of things to do, but if you're constantly feeling like you're overwhelmed and you're busy, then some of the things that we're gonna talk about in this week's episode and next week's episode are really going to help you prioritize your tasks and improve your efficiency, absolutely guaranteed. Another myth that has come up is working longer hours guarantees higher productivity, right? So if I work longer, then I know I'm going to be more productive. So for years, the notion of working longer hours was key to achieving higher productivity I think that ideal has been ingrained in our society. If you work hard, that means that you are working longer, that you're putting X amount more time in. The person that puts the most time in is the person that is the most productive. So working long hours is often expected as part of a job, but it doesn't always lead to higher productivity. So let me be clear. There are going to be times when you absolutely have to work long hours. And then there are going to be times when you're not going to have to work longer hours, right? There there are times for both. So I am not saying that you should never work long hours. But if you find yourself continuously grinding longer and longer days, 365 days a year, then you are eventually going to burn out. Working smarter, not harder, can help you to get more done. Without sacrificing your overall well-being and learning to prioritize projects and tasks according to its importance, it will really help you achieve your overall goals. And so, when we think about this, work smarter, not harder. I think about Stephen Covey and the whole concept of sharpening your axe or sharpening the saw. If you are trying to cut with a dull instrument, it's going to take you much longer and more effort to achieve the same result that you could have achieved if you took some time to sharpen and solve. Working longer is not the answer, but working smarter and more efficiently is, and some of the tips and tools that we're gonna talk about will help you do that. Another common myth is multitasking is the most effective and efficient method for getting things done. So multitasking is the act or skill of managing more than on tasks right at once. So regardless of your role, most people will need to handle multiple projects at the same time. This is absolutely going to be true, both in your professional and in your personal life. We are all juggling multiple things at the same time, or at least that thing. But multitasking has long been held as a mark of efficiency. And sometimes people look at it as a badge of honor. Well, I'm a multitasker. I can do all. I'm good at multitasking. I can do all of these things. But is multitasking really as effective as we think? So there's some research that suggests that most people believe that they can manage multiple tasks at once, but they're really doing as they're task switching. They're a little bit on one task and they switch to the next task then they switch back to the other task. They're not necessarily managing a multiple task at the same time simultaneously. But here's a question that I have for you. How good at you are you at multitasking on a scale of one to 10 with 10 being an outstanding multitasker and one being very poor, what would you be? What would you be? We all do some type of multitasking. So this is true. We all do it. The question is, is not whether we do it, but how effective is this approach in helping us achieve our overall goals or objectives? The issue to me becomes one of focus and having our attention divided between multiple tasks or multiple areas. And that to me makes us less efficient at completing any of the tasks that we're working on. Now, there are countless studies that show that most people are horrible at multitasking. We do a good job of focusing on one task followed by another. There are other studies that show that continuous shifting between projects and tasks can lead to decreased performance and increased fatigue. So not only are you not able to get or to give each task your full attention, but that effort when multitasking also begins to deplete our willpower and deplete our ability to continue to put effort forward for our tasks so it decreases time and it decreases our efficiency so there is power in focusing our attention and being present with and in the current task that you're working so i'm just going to spend a little bit of time here just about how focus. Focus can be defined as the center of interest or activity. And I would add to this definition that focus is the present center of interest of an activity because we need to be present. or that We need to be fully present, fully engaged in what we're doing. And when we're multitasking, we're not fully present in that particular activity. So divided attention is going to equal less Progress. Hi, this is James, and I want to give you a personal invitation to come to the next Success or Ramp. These are small group complimentary monthly meetings to help you win at work and at home. Are you interested in setting and achieving goals, in building habits that stick, becoming a more powerful communicator? Listen, you do not have to do this alone. Register for the next success on ramp today and join other like-minded people who are on the road to achieve success, both in business and in life. Use the link in the show notes to grab your spot today. So the myth is multitasking is more efficient. The reality is that you are more efficient when you have the ability to harness your focus on one task at a time. So understanding that we all have demands on our time and attention, and there are some things that we can do in terms of increasing our focus or helping to rein in our focus. And one would be to limit the number of tasks that you want to focus on. So what is the right number for you? There are some people that suggest three tasks. There are other people uh, that will suggest two. All of these things can be a stretch depending on the complexity of the task and what you're doing. So there is no one size fits all option per se, but just try to focus on one task during a given period of time to see if that can help you increase your productivity. And by focusing on that one task or that period of time, you can use technique called time blocking. But the action is focus on a single task during a block of time. So when you talk about, when we talk about time blocking your schedule for your tasks, what you'll do is you will block out whether it's 20 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, and say that I'm going to use this hour. I'm going to use this time to focus on this task or these types of tasks could be. Sometimes you can time block when you're going to do email. Or you can time block when you're going to do more focused work. You can time block longer periods of time if you have really deep work and you're gonna be thinking lots of effort is required, but you want that uninterrupted time. You will block those things off in your schedule and you can also block off those other things that are important to you. I'm working out, family time, time for meditation, I'm time for you to recharge, right? So there may be some tasks, again, that require more effort and time and you will look to find longer blocks of time to do that. That's just one strategy that people use in terms to help organize their times and their tasks. So that, so that may tell you kind of a how you can do it, but I think there's still a challenge for many of us busy professionals, business owners, engineers. Um, the, the challenge is I have so many things to do. How do I determine or what are the suggestions for determining what tasks I should actually focus on? Right, And so these approaches in terms again, are useful in determining or helping how to approach the task. But what do we focus on? How do we get to the what? So I ran across an article by James Clear, the author of Atomic Habits. And one of the articles is titled Warren Buffett's Two-List Strategy. So he has two lists. So how to maximize your focus and master your priorities. And so this article lays out Warren Buffett's advice on determining how to prioritize our focus the context of the article and the suggestions were on developing your career but these principles can absolutely apply right to any area of life whether it is managing your department managing your team growing your business or your organization it really doesn't matter the general steps are the same right so this is not some type of of magic formula but these steps and suggestions can help you so so here it is Write down your top 25 goals for your team, your business, your organization, your company, whatever it is, the topic that you chose. Again, in the context of this article, it was on a person's career, but take some time to think through for whatever that topic is that you want to develop and, and focus on. 25 goals. I know 25 is a lot, but 25, think of everything that you want to accomplish, everything you want to do. Write it down, okay? Now, once you have that, look through that list. Then you wanna circle or highlight the top five things that really come to mind when you look at that list. And on that list, these are the top five most important goals that you have. Hey, this is James, and I'm here to help you when at work and at home. Let's connect. You can use the link in the show notes to schedule a complimentary session. We're going to walk through the steps that it's going to take for you to start thriving so you can engineer your success and live the life that you love. Come on, sign up today. So now you have two lists. You have your top five list and you have the next 20 list. So that's your two lists. So here's the thing. The suggestion is to focus solely on the top five and take no action on the bottom 20 until those top five are completed. So you're focusing on those top five, the task that you're working on, on those top five. That is the thing that you're moving forward for that particular area until those things are completed. So everything that you didn't circle or that you didn't highlight, became your avoid at all costs list. So no matter what, these things are not gonna get any attention from you until you've succeeded those top five. It's hard enough to choose a top five. And now I have to avoid at all costs that second list. So when we spend time thinking through what we wanna accomplish, it's easy at times to eliminate things that we determine are not useful. The difficulty in eliminating those things that we think are very useful or that we have an emotional connection with. That, that is where the difficulty lies. So those things may make us feel good, but are they moving you closer to your goal? Or is it taking you away? Is it becoming a distraction? So the tasks that have the greatest likelihood of derailing your progress are the ones that you care about, but that aren't truly important. That's James Clear. And I would add they aren't truly important, because they are not moving you closer to your goals. They are not moving you closer to your stated objectives. There may be good things to do, but if they're not moving you forward, then it's time to reevaluate the things that you have on your list. It's time for you to go through the hard work to determine what is really important. So one of the tools of to use in determining what's really important is a technique that comes to mind from the one thing, Gary Keller. So it's, the book is called The One Thing, The Surprisingly Simple Truth Behind Extraordinary Results. And it really centers around this one question. So it's thinking about all of these things, all of these different things that I have to do. It's It's kind of overwhelming at times. So what is the one thing? Here's the question. So what is the one thing that you can do such that by doing it, everything else will become easier or unnecessary of all of the things that are on your top 25 lists or now that are on your top five lists. Is there one activity that's there that if you complete that it really becomes the keystone for you to build off of and making the rest of the things on your list more successful, more accessible it easier to actually achieve. So you can use that one thing question to help you begin to filter and prioritize how you're going to approach improving your productivity. So you may say, okay, James, all this has been great, but I still feel that I have too many urgent activities. Everything that I have is a high priority. Everything is equally important. And I know that a lot of people actually feel that way. That's why next week, we're going to delve a little bit more deeper into this topic of productivity and talk about ways in which you can better prioritize your goals to help you achieve the success that you're looking for that can help you really design a life where you're winning at work and you are winning at home. So today we talked about three common productivity myths. We also provided some strategies for improving your productivity. And if I were going to, to summarize those strategies, one would be prioritize your task. And you can use the exercise that we just did toward the end to prioritize your task. Remember to focus on one thing at a time. And then number three, make sure that you recharge and that you fill up. You have the energy that you need then you will absolutely be able to attack your goals, to be able to attack your progress, to be able to make progress on those things that matter most to you. I really appreciate this time that we've been talking about productivity and I'm gonna end this podcast episode like I end every episode. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it and there's a select group of people that actually follow through, do it and achieve the life of their dreams. I want to thank you for being a part of that select few continue to engineer your success. And I will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to engineer your success with Dr. James Bryant, do me a favor and subscribe to the podcast. Leave a five-star review on Apple podcasts or your favorite podcast player. Many people know what to do. Fewer people know how to do it. And a small fraction of people actually do it. I believe that you can have success both in business and in life. And it's my passion to guide you on your path to engineering your success. Thanks.